0: This is Wednesday night Bible study here at the Pine Little Pentecost Church with our CE Director, Reverend Mac Perry. Today's message is the seven sayings on the cross.
1: Good evening. Welcome to our Bible study uh, this Wednesday night. Thank you for being here and thank you all those that are watching out uh, uh, live streaming. We appreciate you being a part of this also. Tonight, uh, as I announced Sunday, we're going to talk about uh, what is known as the seven sayings that Jesus uh, said from the cross and quite honestly, when I uh, started looking at it and getting into the uh, detail and studying it and praying about it, uh, I probably will be presenting all seven to you tonight, but I will be only probably um, sharing with you from my heart about one, to, and then we'll, we'll progress over the next few weeks. But uh, um, the very first one caught my um, heart's attention, and uh, God blessed me uh, tremendously, and taught me a few lessons uh but anyway i want to share that with you tonight but we'll get started we'll open up our bible study with prayer uh good news i think if uh, most of you may have had a chance to see it but arlene put out on facebook today that brother norman's surgery went good uh the word that she used was the cancer was localized and they were able to remove it praise god thank god thank god Brother Norman, I hope you're watching, brother. We we pray that God will continue to bless you and heal you and you get home quickly. Let's continue to uh, pray for Brother Bill Thornton also as he's going through his treatment. He seems to be uh, doing well. He has, like normal, a good day and a bad day, but continue to pray for Brother Bill and uh, Sister Ruth as we know when... Whenever a spouse is not uh, doing well sick, the other spouse has to take care of them. And and we thank God for that. We thank God that we we have that. And uh, also, uh, uh, let's continue to uh, pray for Sister Pauline Morris. Uh, She uh, needs a special touch also. And uh, Lisa, we're going to pray for your knee tonight too and your your, uh, being able to walk. And let's pray for Florence. Yes, Florence fell again, but she is here. Thank God. Thank God, Florence. you can look at her face and see she hit the ground, but uh, uh, it was a whole lot easier to, for her to fall than it was for us to get her up. So, uh, And I'm teasing you, you know I love you. But, uh, uh, but thank God that she, she was okay because uh, it was real concerning there to start with. But we're ready for the barbecue. Uh, and I tell you, it's, it's exciting uh, right now. And I haven't got all the ones that told me that we're going to have some deliveries. We're over 350 plates already to deliver by 12 o'clock. Yes, and uh, well, I just got another one for 30. I think Lisa just told me she needed 30. So it's climbing, and isn't that wonderful? Maybe we'll be home by 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That'll be a great thing. <laughs> but uh, I've already been asked, do we get more chickens? I said, no, no. <laughs> let's let's sell it, give out, and keep on uh, thanking God and blessing God. But thank God for all that's going on there, and... Uh, golf tournament is coming together too. We're getting a lot of uh, blessings from that also and thank you for everybody. Would you stand with me tonight as we uh, start out by praising our our God and praising and thanking Him and then continue by uh, asking God to bless and also thank Him. Thank Him uh, especially for Brother Norman. Yes? All righty. And Lori, my sister has two broken ribs and she needs prayer. <clears throat> two broken ribs, okay. Well, let's pray for her. I know she has a lot of pain. That's a lot of pain. Anyone else? Let's pray together. Father... We thank you this night you've given us together, dear Father, to study your word, Lord, and to praise you. And thank you, dear Father, for all that you do in our lives, Lord. Thank you for loving us, dear Father. Thank you for leading and guiding us, Lord, and always with us every day, Lord teaching us lessons in life, dear Father. And Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that died and gave it all for us, dear Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. Bless your Bible, study your word tonight, Lord. Help me present it the way you want it presented, dear Father. And Lord, we thank you for blessing Brother Norman. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for touching him, dear Father. Lord, we pray that you will continue to bless him and his family. Bless Brother Bill, dear Father. Be with him and Sister Pauline and Lisa and all the other quest dear father we know you're the almighty healer dear father and the almighty that can do anything dear father and lord tonight what specially on my heart lord we pray this night dear father that you bless our enemies dear father touch those dear father bless those lord those that have hurt us lord that have betrayed us dear father lord touch them and bless them as jesus did in your name we pray amen and amen you may be seated hallelujah Hallelujah! I'll mention this tonight, but what, one of the things that... Uh, well, let me go ahead and, and, and not get ahead of myself, because I will certainly do that, because uh, I'm kind of, for all you know the feeling, I'm bubbling. I'm bubbling over to share some things with you tonight. And I, 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 if I'm not careful, I'll dump it all on you in two minutes. And, and I, I don't want to do that, because I, I've got some things on my heart I want to share. So let me go through my normal... Let me read the two or three verses that I'm going to be reading tonight. I'm in John 19... We're going to be reading uh, twenty-eight through thirty, and twenty-eight, I will start. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, saith, "I thirst." And then twenty-nine. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they vinegar uh, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon a hyssop or a branch, and put it into his mouth. Uh, What I'm going to do tonight also is something I don't normally do, but I've been saying I want to pull together Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four Gospels. So I'm going to go back and read some scriptures tonight. So I'll do a little bit of reading. It won't be uh, a long amount of reading, but I want to do reading uh, um, uh, based on their also uh, writings as they were led uh, to, uh, in the same time frame, about the same time frame on the cross or just before the cross. So I want to read those to you because that's where the seven sayings come from is why he's on the cross, but he's a little bit leading up to it. So uh, I want to share that with you and Jenny uh, will help us with the scriptures tonight. I've given them to her. And then 30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, um, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost, as I, as y'all uh, heard uh, me say. I think last week I'm not quite personally ready to be finished with the cross yet. <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it uh, for right now, because I just I went back and I read a lot and uh, and, and studied a lot, and and when I pulled it all together, it, it just some powerful things came out from those seven statements, comments, or saying that is just. Uh, will capture your love and your attention. That Je- and that's what Jesus wanted to do, I believe, when He did it. So let, let me, uh, before I read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, I want to, um, uh, yeah, let me go back and review a little bit. Let me do that, let, like I normally do. Let me not get ahead of myself. You know, the, the last Bible study, we talked about the soldiers. The Scriptures were telling us that the, the Roman soldiers were dividing up His clothes, into four shares and they found out that you know there was one of them that was a handmade or special garment that was one complete garment had no seams or anything like that from top to bottom so they didn't want to rip it up or tear it to share it so they wanted to uh cast lots for it and and um and and so they that's what they did and then and it was prophesied that this was happened i i talked to you about that a little bit also uh Talk to you a little bit about uh, one of the, you know, the soldiers not being sensitive to the mother standing there and not giving her the clothes. They were looking selfishly at themselves, and I, I related that to how today people are selfish and they look at themselves and, and 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 you know they they personally only think of themselves. We talked about that a little bit, that but to not be able to see, you know, what was really on the cross. Jesus Christ, our Savior, was just. Uh, unbelievable to me in a, in a lot of ways. But uh, uh, when we look at the hardness of the hearts that get into the world today, the same thing was going on back then. Hearts got really hard and, and not sensitive. So, uh, you know, they cast lots and, 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 and got his clothes. But, you know, um, the last three verses, 25, 26, and 27, uh, I, I do want to go back and talk about these rugged soldiers that are you know, hardcore killers that are just trained to kill. Uh, at that time, their hearts hadn't tendered any. But when I read the scriptures uh, from Matthew, Mark, and Luke in a few minutes, I want you to notice something that I mentioned, that the Romans, some of these Roman soldiers now have have uh, realized who Jesus Christ is based on what happens, the events that happen, you know, at the cross when he give up the spirit, as they say. So, uh, but... but uh, You know, uh, in 25, 26, and 7, Jesus here tells us that he looks down at his mother. And he says, mother and uh, sisters were there. And Jesus saw his mother and said, the the disciple, which Jesus was talking about the the disciple. He mentioned it before the disciple was John because the disciple is the one that he loved. And uh, Jesus loved him dearly. So he's meaning John, which is writing this. He looked down at John. And also told, uh, told John, this is your mother. Please protect her and keep her. And that's what John did. And um, I mentioned, you know, why did Jesus do that? It was a custom back then uh, that the firstborn would take care of the, their mothers. And I, I talked about how, uh, you know, the, the, the main point last week that touched my heart was that Jesus is on the cross in a lot of pain, a lot of agony and excruciating, but yet he had the presence of mind to think about his mother and how important that was to take care of his mother and uh, to make sure she's taken care of it, showed the love. And also I I presented to you, I think from my heart that it wasn't only meant for the children to make sure they take care of their parents when they got older, but I believe it's a responsibility of the church to take care. And the word tells us that, that we're to take care of the widows and widowed uh, uh, mothers and fathers. So uh, I think it's very important. And that's a message from that message that I believe is for all of us. We, You know, when you think about what he's going through, but yet he remembered his mom. Think about that, how important that was for John to write that and tell us about it. So I believe that that is the foundation that we should look at, that Jesus Christ was sharing with us. Uh, You know, uh, I was, uh, as I ended last week, uh, he chose John, I believe, for another reason. I think uh, Jesus uh, chose John because he trusted John, he loved John, and he knew John would take care of his mother, even though, as I explained to you, uh, John... I mean, uh, uh, Jesus had four half-brothers also. So uh, I I concluded by telling you, uh, leading into tonight's lesson a little bit, you know, I read one commentator where he was talking about the points that there are over 20 uh, Old Testament prophecies that uh, are mentioned and uh, brought forth. Uh, Those prophecies came true within a basically 24-hour period at the cross. At the cross, over 20 different prophecies. And I told you what John was trying to let us know, and also Matthew, Mark, and Luke, in those when they refer back to the Old Testament and given us those prophecies, I think they're sharing with us something very, very important. That everything God said was going to happen, happened. Every single thing that was prophesied by the old prophecies and by, by God came true. The important point for us to understand is this word is infallible. It's the truth. It's still standing today for us. So all the prophecies about end times and what we're facing is coming true again. It's all truth. It is the truth of God. And that truth will set us free. And that truth will, uh, you know, save us. And that's what it's all about. It's it's very important. That's why John is telling us about these things uh, that that were uh, mentioned. The Christ's clothing and the vinegar and the breaking of the legs that we hadn't got to yet. But we'll get there. And the piercing of his side and all this kind of stuff. All these things were prophesied. Why? Because the apostles wanted us to know the truth. His word is the truth. His word, when we meet Jesus, we will understand what freedom is all about, what a free spirit is about, what truth is all about. So, um, and then I left you with a thought that it's a horrible, horrible thought for us as Christians, but what would this world be like if we hadn't had Jesus Christ? I just, I I don't even want to imagine it. But anyway, tonight's Bible study... uh, I do want to do this. I want to mention something before I read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I want to highlight some things. The Gospels, uh, uh, in, the, in the four Gospels, there are seven statements. Uh, John lists three of those statements or writings uh, or uh, um, um, uh, words from the cross from Jesus. Luke writes three. Matthew and Mark each list the same one, but there's, there's a total of seven. Let me read you those seven And then I'm going to read the scripture because there's a lot more that that pulls it together. And then we'll start with the first one. And uh, the first one that the way I can uh, interpret and what I've learned is the very first statement from the cross comes from Luke 23 and 34. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And that's the one I want to teach a little bit about tonight. The second one, Luke 23 and 43, it says, Truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. 3 John 9 and 16, Jesus said to his mother, Woman, I've talked about this some, but I want, some, I, I want to talk about it some more in the future. Uh, this is your son. And then he also tells the disciple, this is your mother. And uh, We'll talk about that more. And then uh, the fourth thing that he said at the cross is, uh, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me. Um, depending on your relationship with Jesus, you may interpret the wrong thing from that saying. We want to talk about that some also uh, and, uh, and give you uh, some thoughts. And quite, quite honestly, that's one of those that, uh, you know, sometimes I wonder, I used to have a, the Bible study that I'm doing now. I used to do it on a Thursday morning, and I, what I really enjoyed is it was a two-way communication. You asked questions, and and I got to present things, and it was we may do a little bit about uh, that uh, with that on any of these really anytime you got a question, we we can do that. But I want to do that, and then John. Uh, one of them and I think it's the last one I thirst and then John also father into thy hands I commend my spirit that was from Luke and then the seventh uh, one from John is it is finished so but uh, let's read uh, let's start with Matthew and I didn't bring my glasses but I think I can do it (laughs) I think I can do it. Uh, let's look at Matthew, and we're going to be reading uh, chapter 27, and we're going to be reading starting 38. And I'll, I'll try to highlight some things real quickly. And like I said, I'm going to try to get through at least the first uh, saying tonight, if I can. Uh, but in verse 38 of Matthew, uh, uh, chapter uh, 27. Then there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. Some of you may notice that this was not, this comment wasn't made uh, specifically like this when we read John and we didn't talk about it a lot. But then on 39, but we will talk about it. 39, it says, And they had passed by reviled, him. and they that passed by, by reviled him. What that really means is, they were making comments, slurry comments, uh, criticism, abusing him, um, basically being ugly to him, you know, and, and insulting him and saying things like that is what they were saying at that time and wagging their heads like whatever, you know. They, they, you, you know and we'll read something. We'll read some stuff from Matthew and, and, and Mark, I mean, uh, Mark and Luke that may help us understand what they were, some of the comments they were making. And then 39, uh, 40, And saying that thou destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself, if thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests mocking him, and the scribes and the elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the King of Israel, let him now come down from the cross. And uh, we will be, you know, I think about all this. These are powerful messages, every one of them in each one of these verses. Powerful message. I'm not going to get into all this tonight. Uh, Why didn't he save himself and all that kind of stuff. We know why he didn't save himself. He was saving us. He was saving me. I mean, that's why he didn't save himself, but they didn't understand that. And then 42, he saved, I mean 43. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. And for he said, I am the son of God. So they will just mocking him and being ugly to him. And the thieves also, uh, which were there crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth, basically saying the same thing. Now from the sixth hour, the, um, there was darkness. Listen to this. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. So for three hours, it was dark. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice. Jenny, this is where I wish I had you to pronounce this. But Eli, Eli, lay me uh, say, that nay. But basically, what he's, he's saying, this is Hebrew for, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And we'll talk about that some a little bit later. And in 47, some of them that stood there, when they heard that, said, this man calls for Elijah, uh, Eli- Elias. Elijah, and straightway one of them ran and took his sponge and lifted it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him a drink. And the rest said, let it be. Let us see whether Elias will come to save him. And Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent and twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which left and arose and uh, came out of the graves after His resurrection and went to the Holy Spirit and appeared unto Him. Now, 54, I made this comment to you several times over the last few months. Notice this in 54 and then we'll go to uh, uh, Mark. Now when the centurions, that they that were with Him watching Jesus, these are the guards, the Roman guards, saw that the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly um, saying, truly, this was the son of God. Think about that. It took a lot, but they finally began to, ble- just like today. They, and Jesus knew exactly what was gonna happen. So let's go now and we'll, we'll, we'll sum all this up a little bit later as we get into some other areas, but let's uh, read now Mark. Make sure I'm reading right. 1527, uh starting in twenty-seven. And with them they crucified two thieves, one on the right side and one on the left. And the scriptures was fulfilled, which saith he was numbered with the transgressors, and they had passed by railed on him, wagged same thing, wagging their head, saying, Ah, thou destroyer of the temple, and build it. Within three days, save thyself, come down, saying the same kind of things. Likewise, all the chief priests mocking among themselves with the scribes. He saved others himself he cannot save. Let Christ, the King of Israel, descend from the cross that we may see and believe. And they were uh, crucified with him, uh, revealed him. And with their sixth hour was come. There was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, same thing. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried in a loud voice saying... Being, uh, as being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And in verse 35, and some of them that stood by, they heard it said, because uh, behold, he calleth Eliza. And one ran and filled a sponge of, uh, full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him the drink saying, let alone us seeing whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent and twain from the top to the bottom. And then again, when the centurions which stood up, uh, over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, truly, this was the man of God. So notice how Matthew and, uh, and Mark so far are being consistent, but they've given us more detail than maybe John did. And, and, and again, we're gonna talk about a lot of this stuff here in a little bit. So let's go to Luke. Um, Luke, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we're gonna start in... Twenty-three, uh, chapter twenty-three, thirty-three, and and when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, they crucified him, and the malefactors one on the right hand and one on the side uh, on the left, and then they said, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know what not what they do. The very first one, that uh, when I, I I interpret this, I believe this is the first one that Jesus said. And the people stood beholding and the rulers also with them derived him. Nowhere's they still, still making their comments saying he saved others. Why come he can't save himself? 36, and the soldiers also mocked him coming to him, offering him vinegar. Uh, you notice Luke was a little more brief, wasn't you? Did you notice the way he wrote it? It's, it's amazing. And also, uh, and also seen a vision of angels which said he, he was arrived. And then 24, did I flip, I flipped too much. I flipped two pages. Sorry about that. And saying, thou be king of the Jews and save thyself. And a subscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Matthew. This is the king of the Jews. And we've talked about that before. And the malefactors which were hung railed on him saying, if thou be Christ, thou save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him saying, Do Thou not, doest not, thou fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation, um, or in the same kind of crucifixion. And indeed, justified, for we received in due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when Thou comest into the kingdom. And in forty three. one of the other sayings from the Christ. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today uh, uh, shalt thou be with me in paradise. And 44, it was about the sixth hour, and there um, was a darkness over the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the evil of the temple, the, the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. And then 47, notice these two gentlemen say the same thing. Now when the centurions saw what was done, he glorified God saying, certainly this was a righteous man. So I'm going to take all the sayings from the, 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 uh, the four different uh, gospels. But did you notice something? Even though they may have said it, in their own words or a little bit different, it was all saying the same exact things. It was all purposely done. It was all intentionally done by the Holy Spirit to touch our heart and to give us some messages that we can let sink in our heart to go forward. And I want to share those with you. But before I get into the seven sayings, the first one, I'd like to remind us of something. And, I, and I've reminded us at least, Three times, maybe more, of this. That over the last several months, I emphasize what I call the "I know" statements. Jesus made comments about "I know." I won't go through those comments again, but all I want to let you know is, John, uh, uh, Jesus knew exactly what his father wanted him to do, and he did exactly what his father planned for him to do. So he knew everything that was going to happen. Now, I believe something else has came in my heart after I've started really letting this sink into my heart. I don't only believe that it was, it is encouragement for us to know that God has a plan for each one of us. God had a plan for Jesus. God, and Jesus believed that plan, and He knew what that plan was. I believe those words of, I know, encourage Jesus. Think about it. That he's about to face death. But he got encouragement from his father by saying, I know what my father wants me to do. And, do, and I'm doing what my father wants me to do. So I believe uh, what's planted in my heart in the last week or two is that Jesus got encouragement from it. Knowing, think about it. He wants us to get encouragement knowing that his father is in control. His father's in, Jesus knew everything that was about to happen to him. You know why he was hanging there on the cross? Death was intimate. Death was going to happen. He's in pain. He's going to die. But still, Jesus had the clarity of mind to go down his to do list. I call it to do list. When I think about all, this, all these Gospels coming together and telling us what's going on, and Jesus following his plan, the plan exactly, no matter what he went through in life, he still held on and did what his father wanted him to do. You know, know, for us, that's a hard thing. We get distracted by pain. We get distracted by agony, by hurt. We get distracted. God don't want us to get distracted from him. He wants us to give it to him. That's Jesus. That's a very important point. Jesus kept kept the clarity, not only to take care of his mom, uh, but also to carry out everything he's supposed to do. What, what, isn't it wonderful to know? Wouldn't it be wonderful to know when we pass or ready to pass or we're passing on if we have that opportunity to think about our life that we've done what God wanted us to do. We've done what He wanted us to do. What a wonderful, wonderful peace uh, and a love that. It just, it's just a great feeling to know that. It's wonderful to work for God. It's wonderful to do the things that He wants us to do. Just a, just a thought, another thought that, you know, reminding us, because it's very important as he's doing these sayings to understand that, you know, he had not eaten, he was dehydrated, he hadn't had water, and, and he was bleeding, he was utterly in pain, weakened from the loss of the blood. This touched my heart when it was placed in my heart. This touched my heart. His body was beaten beyond recognition, mutilation, but nothing, hallelujah, Nothing Jesus went through was as excruciating and as painful and as bad as what He represented. And that's what He represented, folks, was sin. The forgiveness of sin and the sin for the world. Everything He went through was worth it to Him. Hallelujah. He did it for us. And and all that pain, all that agonizing was still no worse than the sin of this world. The sin of this world is terrible. It will destroy us. God knows it would tear us down. It would cause us to have all kinds of health and mental problems and all kinds of stuff. The sin of this world would do nothing but take us down. And he knew that. Hallelujah. He knew that when he gave up his son to hang on that cross. Hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name. And I wrote this statement because I hope I can say it the way it was in my heart. The cup of God's wrath against sin that Jesus drank on the cross. Hallelujah. Clearly tells me how important, how important God's plan was at the cross for you and I to understand the cross, receive salvation, and understand who His Son was and is. Hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name. The cup of God's wrath that he drunk that day for you and I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah tells us, folks, it's important for us. Hallelujah. Clearly tells us, God knew sin would destroy his world. He knew that. Hallelujah. When I think about the first saying, I will move into Luke 23 and 34 now. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Two things popped in my mind. Or, or ended up settling in my heart, I'm going to first talk about forgiveness, and then I'm going to talk about for what they, they know, not what they do. As I thought about forgiveness, you know, God, when you really start studying His Word, what I love about studying His Word, He starts to penetrate my heart before He start, gives me something to penetrate somebody else's heart. But I thought about the many times I prayed. And I prayed for many things. I prayed, and Lord knows I have to pray for forgiveness. I pray for my mistakes. I pray for others. I pray for needs in the church. I pray for uh, family members, church members, salvation for others. I pray for a a lot of things. But you know what? As he's hanging there on the cross, there's one thing that I rarely, rarely, that was revealed to me that, you know, and think about this. Think about this. How many times have you pr- uh, prayed for your enemy? How many times have you asked God to bless somebody that stabbed you in the back? How many, you, know, you may be praying for yourself, the Lord get through it. But you know, our Jesus was on the cross and all that that he went through praying for his enemies. And he's asking God to forgive them. So the first thing recorded was, forgive them, Father. What a powerful message to all of us. Forgive them, no matter what they do to you. Betrayal uh, is the hardest of all emotions. Think about it. Think about it. It's it's a a wound that's hard to heal. Betrayal is a hard to heal. Someone you trusted, someone you loved, and someone you pretty much would give up about anything for. Someone you truly love, and they betray you, You know, when I think about Jesus being betrayed by Judas first, he was betrayed by many of those people that day. But I think about you know, Jesus chose him. Jesus personally chose him. Jesus loved him. He even vested his faith and confidence in him, his trust. He made him the treasurer for his uh, his ministry. So he put confidence in him. Jesus had many, many, many enemies that we're trying to destroy him. But to be betrayed by Judas, I believe that day, was painful to Jesus. I believe it hurt Jesus tremendously. It, tremendously. Even though he knew, I believe it hurt him tremendously. And without Jesus, uh, when Jesus was on the cross, I think he was thinking of Judas and forgiving him. I believe that. But we are to forgive. That's, the message is we are to do the same. Forgiveness, by the way, is a start. Is only the first start. First of all, we gotta pray God to help us to forgive them. Forgive them. And then once we start forgiving them, trust is something that don't automatically come back. Y'all gonna like this. I tried to find some way of understanding how you build trust and how you grow trust and and and, 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 and in the importance of that. Well, it don't happen immediately. But it's kind of like money. You have to work to earn money. Most of us do. You have to earn money. And when you've earned that money, you, spend, you get to spend that money. And when you spend it, if you're not careful, if you spend it all and it's gone, you can't get it back. If you spend it all or spend that trust, it's gone. If you spend that money, it's gone. What do you have to do? You'll go back and earn more money. And it takes time to earn money. Money Trust is the same way. Trust comes back slowly. Trust comes back and it has to be earned. But the first step is to forgive, is to forgive. And I'm going to talk a few minutes, in a few minutes, what I believe Jesus' state of mind was, why he could forgive and, and also uh, love them. Isaiah 28, 10 and 13 says, One of the great benefits of forgiveness is that it gives us opportunity to earn more trust. That's my words, but that's what it tells us in Isaiah 28, 10 through 13. Let me read that again. One of the great benefits, Isaiah tells us, of forgiveness is that it gives us an opportunity to earn more trust. God always responds with repentance or forgiveness and uh, uh, repentance with forgiveness. So when we repent, He will forgive us. First John, and let me tell you where I, 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 how I see that coming out of John 1. 1 John, first chapter 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us, uh, uh, forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know what that verse says to me? And I know these... Many things that that it may be read and and understood. But what it says to me is I first, when I forgive a person, I have to truly forgive them. And if I forgive them, he will purify me and make me righteous. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying to me. Mac, you have to forgive. Now, we're going to go on a little bit more and talk about um, a process, that is. When Jesus said, first I want to tell us about our Jesus some more. When Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them, who was he meaning? Of course, all of us. He died for all of us. But I believe he specifically in, uh, went through his mind. Judas, yes, he forgave him. Callippus, yes, he forgave him. Anus, yes, he forgave him. Pilate, yes. The Sanhedrin, he forgave them all. That's a message to all of us folks after all they've done to him. And, and I thought I, even Peter came to my mind how Jesus forgive him, but he's the only one that was recorded out of that bunch that asked for forgiveness. Peter did ask for forgiveness. And you know what? Jesus is the only one that will give for forgiveness without it being asked. The rest of us have to ask. What was Jesus' frame of mind and heart that day? to forgive at the cross like He forgive. First, I believe He loved them and He loved them unconditionally. We always, as humans, put accept, accept, or conditions on everything we do. You know, if this, if that. We need to get rid of that little bitty word, if. We need to unconditionally love people. We don't need to be thinking about all this stuff that, that bottles us down and gets inside of us and rips us apart and don't allow us to truly love Some we need to love people like Jesus did he didn't let stuff get in his heart he let love for someone get in his heart the second thing he lived with an attitude our attitude how we look at things we need to leave the door opened that our enemies we'll repent. Jesus left the door open for everybody, even His enemies, to repent. You ever thought about it? I know I'm getting crazy tonight. But Jesus would have had an attitude, He left the door open. In other words, God, I'm believing that You're going to open up their hearts and they're going to repent. That's what He believed. We have to believe the same thing. We have to have an attitude. A trust and a faith that He will. Always trusting in the Father. Always looking to the Father. And always praying to the Father. That's what He did. That's why He had an attitude of an open door policy. How about that? And then the third thing, Jesus kept His heart opened that even traitors, even people that stabbed Him in the back would become Jesus Christ's friends. In other words, they would accept Jesus. I love that word. I don't know why it came in my heart, but I want to say it. It came in my heart. He becomes a friend of Jesus Christ. He becomes a friend of us when we truly keep our heart open and believe it is possible. We need to pray. Yes, we need to pray and believe and trust God. It ain't about us, by the way. We get tied up in, we supposed to go do something. We truly need to give it to God and he will lead us to go do something. He will lead us. Another point about forgiveness. On the cross, Jesus said, forgive them. They do not know what they do. That's the second point I want to make. Luke 23 and 24, chapter 23, verse 4. Jesus said, ignorance was a part, my words, of the explanation for the choices of his enemies. In other words, those that were against him. Ignorance. They didn't know. They didn't understand. Of his enemies who committed, quite honestly, the worst crime ever when they crucified Jesus Christ. Ignorance is always going to be a factor at some level when sin is committed. It is. It's always at some level. And with sin, there is consequences. Every sin has consequences. Every sin has consequences. And the problem with most people is they do not realize the full extent of their consequences because they don't understand their sinning. If they understood, they would be in a sinful way. They would understand. And by the way, if they did know what most people would do, they wouldn't do it. If they understood, their sinning resulted in consequences. More people would think twice before they did. Just like what? The Holy Spirit does to us as Christians. When we make a mistake, guess what the Holy Spirit does to us, Brother Farrell? And you've been preaching on it good, brother, the last couple of Sundays. The Holy Spirit's going to convict the heart. We did it wrong. And it's going to let us know. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make it right. And most likely, we won't do that wrong again. Uh, but as far as a sinner, sinner, consequences sometimes don't make a path. Of course, somehow, uh, however, I do want to say, some people will never accept consequences of their sin. Some will just will not. But you know what? I'm going to do like Jesus said. I'm going to keep praying for them. I'm never going to give up on them. I'm never going to give up on a family member. I'm never going to give up on someone that I love. And I'm not going to give up on my enemies from this point forward. The people that I know have done me wrong. I'm going to love them. I'm going to pray for them. And and you know what? If they called me tonight, I'd be there to do whatever I could to help them. Leave you with this tonight on this first part of the, uh, the, the, the first saying from the cross. I, I mentioned the three things that was in, in Jesus' mind and heart and in his spirit. I want to leave you with this. The first thing for us is ask God to help uh, us forgive them and truly love them. Now, I believe this. this you know, uh, I thought about, Lord, what comes first? Forgiveness or love? He made it clear to me. The first thing is love. You got to love them. You got to love them and then you can forgive them. Now, we can't do it on our own. We can't. You never do it on your own. If you try, you're going to fail. I know. What we got to do is love them through Jesus Christ. God is the only way that we can truly love them. So we got to ask God, to help us love them. And then we will forgive them. Suck it! always leave the door open, as I said. Have an attitude that, and believe in the Holy Spirit. Trust the Holy Spirit. When you pray that, they, that the Holy Spirit is going to touch that person and motivate repentance. Something will come into their life that will motivate them to repent. And that will produce a changed heart. And that changed heart will change a life. It changes a life. When this happens, forgiveness will follow. Will follow. And the process will continue as far as rebuilding a trust with that person. It will take time, but we truly have to forgive. Them. The third thing is to keep your heart open as Jesus, I told you Jesus did, to accept. And this, Think about this, that even a traitor someone that hates you, someone that stabs you in the back, think about it, that your heart is still open to them, that you still want them to be saved and you want to see them in heaven. You got to think that way. You got to have an attitude that way. And we can only get that through Jesus Christ. That's the only way to get it. You know, uh, wounds are deep. Uh, A betrayal is deep. Hurt is deep. But that can be removed with love from Jesus Christ. So tonight, would you stand with me as I end the first uh, saying from the cross? I hope I shared half what was on my heart with you because I tell you what, uh, it, it has blessed me this week. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't truly have what I call enemies, but I've had people that uh, have hurt me. And uh, I have been praying a lot this week to, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do I want to remove all that hurt, all that past. I want to remove everything and go forward. Folks, that's what we've got to do. I'm trying to open my heart up, open my attitude and my personality up that, Lord, you know, I just want to forgive them and love them. And I got to love them, uh, you know, and forgive them. And and I I just got to love them first. And he's the only one that can help me. Next week, we'll start, and we'll go through the others, but next week, we'll start with uh, what Luke says in uh, 23 and 43. Uh, truly I say to you, today you will be in paradise. What a, to have Jesus Christ say that to you, what a powerful, pow- you know, I'm almost envious of that uh, thief on the, on the cross. Think about it. What a blessing. And by the way, according to the scriptures, it won't but just a little bit earlier that they were mocking and they were making fun of him and they were doing all kinds of things, but one. And as we read in in, uh, Mark and Luke, some of the centurion soldiers were saying, this is truly the son of God. So God, Jesus touched hearts right there that day because he had a heart of forgiveness. And you know, I'm sitting thinking, Lord, that's the same centurion soldier that whipped you. Hallelujah. That That ought to just fill your spirit with love. And that's the same centurion that pierced your side. The same one that, that uh, in every way tried to hurt you and took your clothes and didn't even see your mom. You know, I think about these things as I'm going through and it just blesses my heart. And I just begin to praise God and thank God. And we have a wonderful God to thank and praise tonight. So we will be talking next week about being in paradise today, what he meant by that and a little bit more around that. So uh, the cross... The crucifixion and the resurrection that we're about to get in of Jesus Christ is all about His love. His true love for us and wanting us to share His word. You know, uh, I I didn't mention this, but I I, I knew I wouldn't get into everything, but when it comes to ignorance, there is one piece of ignorance that we own. You know, we are to carry the gospel to all lands. We are to teach the gospel. We are to preach the gospel. We are to live God's word. So that, you know, if someone says, you know, um, well, I don't see that in so-and-so. I don't see that in so-and-so. You know, don't let that deter you. Let them see it in you. It needs to be seen in us. You know, so some of the people that don't know or may live in ignorance, if we're not teaching them, We need to be teaching them. We need to be teaching them. We need to be witnessing to them. We need to be helping them understand. And and I'm glad the Lord put it back in my heart again because I meant to talk about that a little bit earlier. I had more to say about it. But we own that as a church. We need to reach out outside of this church. Sometimes we get hung up on the inside walls amongst ourselves. That's not even where really most of our effort ought to be. Most of our effort ought to be out into our uh, streets and out in our families and out in uh, talking and preaching and living the Word of God. Thank you, dear Jesus, for reminding me of that. I, I thank you for that. Anyone have anything to say. You know what? I want to end the night, uh, if you would, if you would come forward and let's uh, pray together and thank God. Thank God for this Bible study and the timing of this Bible study and where we're at is so perfect for me. God knew exactly what He was doing. You know, we started John 1 way back. I don't know. It's been a year or so ago now. And uh, and I, I just think the timing it is for me is so perfect uh, to help me just move forward and get excited about what God's got in store for us, folks. I'm just excited, and I want to share that excitement with you. And, and I know... Uh, Farrell, uh, we, we're, we're really hearing some great preaching on Sunday night and Sunday nights, and I thank you for that. God is a blessing. It is truly a blessing, and thank God for that.
0: You have some- You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Inus Church. The Pine Level Pentecostal Inus Church is located on 112 East Blant Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS app store. Download the Pine Level Pentecost Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch your services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church. Even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page. That's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube YouTube for Pound Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel, get notifications when we go live, and you watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in Pine pilevelphc.org forward slash radio radio stations playing good gospel music 24 7 also lots other programming is available for your enjoyment so if you want to check that out do so anytime and listen with friends around the world for everyone here at the pine level pentecostal witness church i'm joey perry we hope to see you soon here at the pine level pentecostal witness church